Welcome. Come with me to our universe of funky things. It's time to feel the magic. <laughs> Good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. But we will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. A welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection. Home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music, P-Funk, uncut funk, the funk.
with me on this trip. Now, I'm going to turn you all to some people who are really deep down into what's happening. Get inside the GBE and let me take your soul traveling.
What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New, and you're checking out Crafty Cuts. Keep it locked. Dangling on your 
checking out my man, Crafty Cuts, Golden Era Podcast. I am DJ Kip
cuts always killing it
Scipio of Simande, and I'm checking out Crafty Cuts Golden Era podcast.
Everything I play gonna be funky This is Martin Crafty Cuts, and that was my latest instalment in the Golden Era podcast series. This time round, the focus has been on a genre of music that has really inspired me in so many different ways, funk, incorporating some jazz and soul along the way. In the same way that it inspired me, it has also opened the door to many different styles of music with modern genres such as hip-hop and drum and bass having their roots firmly placed in music from the late 60s and 70s. So today I'm talking to two of the original members of the legendary British act Simande, bass guitarist Steve Scipio and guitarist and vocalist Patrick Patterson. Hey guys, I hope you're doing good. It's great to talk to you today. Great. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you too, Martin. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to ask you is with hip-hop playing a key role in the revival of funk music over the years, how do you feel about your music being sampled? Well, for me, it's great. I think it's nice to have a new energy in the tracks. I mean, what, what, what has happened with our tracks that have been sampled is that those people doing it have brought in you know, a new angle and a new idea, but more importantly, they've introduced the band and the band's music to a younger audience and a broader audience through the hip-hop scene, I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, I totally agree. The fact that you're listening to a record that samples something can spark your interest to go and discover those original eyes and broaden your musical taste. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. On that note, talking about the roots of it all, when was the first time that you guys played as a band together? You know, I think perhaps it was the Oval House in London. And at that time, the Oval House was a kind of an arts venue. Not just music, it was, you know, theatre and all sorts of things as well. But, you know, that wasn't our our major gig, you know. Um, but as you would know, our main success came when we went to America. Yeah, because um, I'm just thinking about it. When you guys went and toured over in the States, you was with, like, Ramsey Lewis, Cool and the Gang, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Earth, Wind and Fire. So what was it actually like touring with those guys? <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience. And for us... Uh, we, we were quite young musicians at the time. We were, uh, what, in our early early 20s. And um, Simande, as a performing unit, had only been in existence, I think, for about 18 months before we went to the States. Because the band was formed 
1971 and we were discovered by John Schroeder, I think in late 71 or early 72. Yeah, because that was by chance, wasn't it? He was supposedly scouting for a rock band and uh, all of a sudden he came across you guys. John's John's memory is that it was, that that is what occurred. <laughs> um, my memory is, is not the same as his on that. I thought that we had a, a booking agent at the time, a kind of a manager who uh, felt that to take us to another level, he needed to introduce us to someone like John. Yeah, I was just reading here, Fug, a warm, stuffy, smoky atmosphere in the room. Is that correct? Is that where that comes from? It, it certainly works for me, but you know, whatever. Sometimes it's, it's good to keep the mystery on these things. Somebody asked me about Fug not so long ago. And I gave them an explanation of what the what you might call the root information, and it didn't satisfy them. So I think I'm going to let people interpret that from now on in any way that they want to. Because what's important is really the track, the groove, and the message. Yeah, I think that sometimes it's just as important to realise what a track means to you personally, I suppose. So going back to the way that Samande's music has been a source of inspiration to me and so many other artists, I'm really interested to know who were the people who influenced you musically when you were growing up, or even in the funk heydays of the 70s? Who were the contemporary acts which you felt were a source of motivation for you? Um, for me, I'm not sure that um, my songwriting inspiration had anything to do with the funk that was going on. My song, if there was a songwriting inspiration, it was people who might have been doing the sort of stuff that Curtis Mayfield might have been doing, social stuff relating to the black condition in those days. But my real inspiration in the early days was Jimi Hendrix. I thought Jimi, you know, could walk on water. His style, not only of guitar playing but of singing, has been influential um, for me. Uh, but it's, I suppose it's a broad canvas. And uh, what about you, Steve? Uh, what sort of people was it for you? Well, I, I think I'm pretty much like Patrick. I mean, the music I listen to is a very wide range. I mean, if I like it, I will listen to it. In my teens, I was very much into jazz. Um, but I was was also, you know, Jimi Hendrix. I was, um, I liked some of the stuff that was the Beatles were doing and all those kind of bands that I was listening to all the time. And then there were the, the Tamla Moton music that was starting to develop. But if I'm to pick a year that was perhaps very influential in terms of the lyrical content of our music, it will probably be 71, you know, starting with, with the likes of, um, Patrick's hinted already about Curtis Mayfield, but yeah. also Marvin Gaye, you know, with the album there, What's Going On. It's a very influential album in terms of being a concept album. I think it was one of the first concept albums um, ever. You know, and for me, that hearing that album, it was very, very enlightening in terms of its lyrical content and how the songs just move from one to the other in communicating the message that was on the album as a whole. Well, that's about all we got time for, unfortunately, guys. I could talk all day and all night. It's been such fun getting to talk to you guys about all those great moments back in the 70s. And it's awesome to see that you're back once again, producing and putting out new music and touring. I'm really excited to see you guys perform. Uh, cheers for taking some time out to talk to me on my Golden Era Funk podcast. That's kind of you. Thanks very much. 
It's been great, very enjoyable. Wow, two fantastic guys there. Really great interviewing, such legends and inspiration for me personally. I really enjoyed going back into the roots of funk. And thanks to all of you guys for listening in to this podcast series. It really is great fun delivering all these mixes and interviews with so many talented people. This is Martin Crafty Cuts and I'm signing out. Thank you.